Welcome. You're listening to But Seriously, What is Engineering? with me, Kartiki Gupta. This is a podcast series from the University of Queensland that explores all corners of engineering. Today we hear from Caitlin Grant, a third-year chemical engineering student. How and why she chose to study engineering will surprise you. Welcome to you, Caitlin. Thanks, Kartiki. Thanks for having me. Before we started this podcast, you mentioned you have a passion for the environment and making a positive impact in the society. So I'm keen to hear from you how you chose to study engineering. Well, yes, it was a bit of a last minute decision and I'd always wanted to be the vet, to be a vet from the age of six to 15. But then I sort of realised, no, I want to focus on something that I'm more passionate about, at a, like a large scale industry. And I was looking around at all my peers and they seemed to have passions, whether that was science or human movements. I had a friend who just loved accounting. And, you know, I realised I really enjoyed geography. I loved learning about the environment, hearing all about climate change. And I thought, how can we sit back and watch this the world go into disrepair and not do anything about it? How can anyone hear what's going on and not want to make a change? So that when I was realised that I wanted to do something related to the environment and I was thinking, how can I do that? An environmental management degree, environmental law degree, environmental engineering. And I, I did some research. I talked to my teachers. I went to UQ Open Days. I read so many course profiles to try and work out what I want to do. And it was actually my mum at the end of the day who really encouraged me to do engineering because my older brother did it, so we had a bit of an exposure. And she just knew that it would be such a good challenge and so many opportunities would come out of it. That was when I sort of thought, okay, environmental engineering would be such a cool degree. And I looked into it at UQ and I realised I could do chemical and environmental engineering, which is what I ended up choosing. Caitlin, that's fantastic. So it sounds like you did all your research and really followed your passion, but you had that support network at home as well. So I'm keen to hear from you. Were you aware of the workload um, in an engineering degree before you commenced your degree? I did see my brother go through the engineering degree. So I knew that it was a lot of studying day in, day out. But I really wanted to rise to the challenge. And I knew that I could do it. I knew it would be hard work, but that would make it more satisfying. And then I'm also enrolled to do my master's, which will start mid next year, which will be an even greater workload. So that'll be another challenge. (laughs) Yeah, that's fantastic. So is that the integrated BEME program? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's an accelerated master's program and it sort of shortens your honours degree and adds a six-month placement where you can get your professional practice hours. And then from there, you do an extra year to get your master's. So the six-month industry placement, that is just... It's uh, invaluable experience, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I guess that's what employers look for, that work experience that you've got. Mm. Uh, I mean, you can learn lots at university, but that practical experience is so important, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. And that was a decision I made in, in first year because you can you can use the your school grades to get into this integrated program or you can use your GPA in your later years of university. You're in your third year of engineering. Tell me one highlight of your engineering journey so far. There's definitely still some years to come for more highlights to be created. But looking back, definitely in my second year, on the second week, I would say, where 
the cohort was sort of just coming together because the first year is the flexible year where you don't have a firm cohort. But then by second year, we were the chemical engineering cohort. And about 100 of us, we went to Gladstone for a two-night industry tour trip. And we went to Rio Tinto's Illumina Refinery. We went to Santos's Curtis Island GLNG facilities and Queensland Oil's oil refinery. And it was such good exposure to the engineering world. We really got to see what it would be like working full-time on one of these large-scale mines processing plants and it was also great to meet as I said all the peers tutors staff industry people and we had a networking evening actually where we got to meet a your cohort and also chat and be comfortable talking to leaders from the industry and tell us how what skills you learned at that Gladstone trip in terms of networking that you have been able to utilise now? I think I was 18 at the time or 19, so networking wasn't really on my radar at that age. Uh, So it was just such good exposure to just be comfortable because sometimes it can be quite daunting talking to people that you don't know. From there, I went to a few more networking events that just pop up because there's so many opportunities at UQ. I went to the Engineering Careers Fair and it's great. You go around and you talk to so many different industry leaders or the human resources resources team and you chat to them about their vacation work, their graduate opportunities. And I think I was talking to one lady from Urban Utilities about her vacation program and then she added me on LinkedIn and then from there I applied for the vacation work and I ended up getting vacation work at Urban Utilities that all stemmed from the careers fair and the networking. It's that just one meeting that you have that gives you all these opportunities. Definitely. um, And definitely embrace any opportunities that you you come your way right Mm. Um, I think when I was an undergrad engineer I also had a similar experience where I was just sitting next to someone uh, at an engineers Australia event and I ended up um, she ended up asking for my CV I was in my third year at the time and that's how I got work experience so um, networking is such a strong skill to have Mm. and really important Let's go back to when you were a high school student. Tell us what you thought on the opportunities that would be available to you after you completed your degree. Well, I wasn't quite sure where engineering would take me. I One of the reasons I chose it was because it was so broad and I didn't have to narrow myself to a specific career path. There's so many different options. And I even think now I still have so many options. I still don't know what all my opportunities will be. And that's what I have. That's something to look forward to, definitely. But also looking back at school, I think I just knew that something good would come out of it and that I could make the most of my degree and then turn it into opportunity on opportunity. And you're right, engineering does open the door to lots and lots of opportunities, which Mm. is what you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. That's what you are looking for and challenges. And I think every industry needs an engineer. So the engineering gives you the skills to work in any industry, Definitely. On my first day of university, I had a lecturer that said, you can teach an engineer to be a businessman, but you can't teach a businessman to be an engineer. So you don't even need to follow engineering your whole life. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, You said your mum was your number one support person to encourage you to study engineering. Did your mum have any questions um, when you were picking an engineering degree in 
year 12, did your mum have any questions about it, the opportunities, or was she worried about the workload uh, that would entail in a degree? Well, she was actually the one to plant the seed of engineering in my head. And, and I think she really liked the idea of having a female engineer as a daughter. With her help, definitely, like we both went to the UQ Open Day and we went to the engineering labs. So she and asked questions to staff. She really encouraged me and wanted to challenge me. And I honestly don't think I would have chosen engineering if it wasn't for her support. Just knowing that she knew I could do it was yeah. all I needed. Yes, yes, mm. exactly. Just giving that confidence. Um, definitely. That, yeah. Okay, what's one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? I would say to just not stress during high school. You have so many years to work out what you want to do, what you want to study, what your career path wants to be. People put so much pressure on themselves at the age of 16, 17 to know what they want to be doing. And you should just be embracing school and trying to make the most of school and learning as much as you can about not just academically but about life. You've got years to decide. You can do... You can have a year off, you can think, you can try a degree, try another degree until you find your path. And, you know, there's the, you don't need to make that decision immediately. Yeah, that's right. And I completely agree with the no stress at university. I think university is about having fun, learning and growing in many different ways. That's great advice, Caitlin. And I'm keen to hear what your dream job is. My dream job, that's a big question. Uh, as I said, trying to keep my options open could, could end up anywhere. But I really love the idea of resource recovery and turning wastes into a resource. So that could be recovering nitrogen fertiliser from sewerage streams or it could be energy from biomass or sugarcane into bioethanol. I think definitely, I don't know why we're we're thinking waste is waste. Why can't that be something much more useful? And I know in Copenhagen they have a waste incinerator where they burn the entire of the city's waste, both landfill and sewerage, and produce energy out of that to power the city. So I think some big project like that would be awesome. Yeah. Mm. Do you think you'll ever work overseas, maybe in Copenhagen? I definitely want to work overseas. Yeah. 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 And would that be in the short term or? Well, I'm wanting to go overseas actually to Copenhagen on exchange in my fifth year. But definitely short term, I could see myself in the next 10 years moving overseas if the opportunity comes up. And going on exchange is a great idea too because that's going to give you so many um, opportunities and networks that you can keep in touch with. Definitely. And obviously go work overseas after that. Thanks, Caitlin. We've uh, reached uh, the end of the episode. But before we go, we have a tiny segment called Fast Facts in which we get to know you a little bit better. What's the first live concert you went to? Katy Perry in 2014. (laughs) What's your go-to distraction? Definitely watching TV or going for a run. Mm, Polar opposites. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I like the going for a run. At least it's a distraction but also keeps you fit and healthy. Um, And what's the hobby that you always wanted to pick but you never did? I really want like want to know how to surf but I didn't pick it up as a kid even though I went to the beach so many times and now I see a surfer and I'm like oh I wish I could do that yeah why didn't you pick it up (laughs) well I just didn't have family that did it there was no surfboard lying around that I could pick up so it just wasn't really on my radar yeah 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 yeah. great thanks Caitlin if you're enjoying this podcast make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and don't forget to leave a review it'll help others to find the series my name is Katiki Gupta Gupta